Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast series by the Gay Men's Brotherhood, where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. Your hosts today are Matt, Callan, and myself, Michael. We are back, and today we're going to go really deep inside our own minds. So for those of you who are in the Gay Men's Brotherhood free Facebook group, and if you're not, you better get in there real quick. This month, we've been talking about Inside Out. That has been our theme. So for today's podcast, we are going to have an entire episode dedicated to this theme. So I want to start the conversation off by drawing attention to this flawed premise that I am guilty of and that I see a lot of people <laughs> live their lives where we think that our emotional well-being is dependent on things that are external to us. So for me, this sounded a lot like I'll be happy when I'm earning six figures. I'll be confident when I have the body that I want. I'll feel better about my life when I'm in a relationship. But that simply isn't so. That's not how it works. And how I know that's true is because I was that guy who said all of those things and I lived my life hustling for all of that. Um, and guess what? I ended up getting the promotion that got me the six figures. I got the body and the physique and I even got the guy and guess what? While those things did temporarily give me some satisfaction and, and that sense of achievement, it didn't last. And that's because things like happiness, confidence, life satisfaction are not external to us, even though we, we think they are. The truth is, is that it's all an inside job. Happiness, confidence, anything, anything that is emotional to you is created on the inside in your inner world. So what does that mean? Inner world are things that you have full control over, such as your thoughts, uh, your, your language, the words you use, uh, your, your emotional well-being, your intuition, that connection to yourself, to spirit. And this is an area where you can control. You can control your narrative about certain things in your life. You can control your narrative about people in your life. You can't control them. Those are external things, right? But we try to. I'm very guilty of doing this. I try to control my external reality so that it makes me happy. But that's not how that works. So when I'm talking about external reality, yes, it's, it's talking about other people, um, material things, experiences, those achievements and accomplishments. And I want to make it clear that those things are great to do. I mean, as a coach, I, you know, I love people when they have big goals, big dreams, and I want you to go for that. But just know that don't do it thinking that you're going to be happier there than you are here. Okay. So with the external things, I like to say that I don't control external things, but I do have a little bit of influence on them. Um, if you're like me and, and try to control things that uh, are external to you, it can lead to a lot of exhaustion and frustration because guess what? People don't do what you want them to do, people are always going to do what they want to do. And that's okay. So that is sort of how I would like to start off the conversation about the inside job. Again, inside job, meaning that our emotional states and how we experience the world is highly, highly dependent on what's going on inside our, inside our minds, inside our bodies. So mm -hmm. Callan, what do you have to say about this? Oh, girl, so much, um, so much, because I grew up letting my outside dictate my inside. And it wasn't until I really figured out that the inside is what not controlled the outside, but what controlling the inside helped me deal with the outside, no matter what was going on. And it's interesting that you brought up that, like, you know, you have your corporate past and all the things that you achieved and all the things you did. And you were just like, ah, oh, something's still not right, because I, I was hanging out with somebody recently who they're, you know, 45, they've done all those things. They climbed the corporate ladder. They were super hyper overachiever, all of these things, body, this, that, and the other. And now at 45 are hitting that wall going, okay, I'm still not happy. Like it's not brought me any of the things that I thought like temporarily it did, but it didn't bring me any of the things. And now they're still going through that journey of like, okay, well, crap, like how do I, how do I actually find this healthy balance? How do I actually find this enjoyment, this love and all these things? And it's because you have to find it inside first. You have to build it inside first. And I, I'm a firm believer in you can't control other people and it's not your job, it's not your responsibility. Other people's thoughts, emotions, and feelings are not your responsibility. Your own thoughts, feelings, and emotions are your responsibility. And a lot of people like to think that like, okay, something happens outside of me and it triggers me and emotion goes off and that's that, ah, oh, I got to play into that emotion, but you don't have to, 
you can learn to first process that emotion and think about it and then decide what it means to you. You can decide to play it up and be like, I'm fucking pissed off and go off the handle. But you can also decide to go, you know what? This isn't worth me getting emotional and getting upset about because I have no control over this situation or this other person. All I can do is control me. And when I get mad or angry or upset and freak out, doesn't make me feel happy. I don't do or make good choices in those moments. So I take a step back, I think about it and I go, okay, is this really gonna serve me at the end of the day? In my big picture life, is this instant situation right now that somebody's triggered me gonna serve me in the long run if I play into it? Or am I better served taking a step back and going, okay, you have your thoughts on it, not my responsibility. You do what you need to do with that. I'm gonna, you know, go over here or remove myself or just approach the situation calmly. Um, a lot of the work that I do is teaching just that. It's the core confidences of like, your, what are your core values? What are your core beliefs? What are your mistaken beliefs? What are your limiting beliefs? All of these things that we create in our mind that came from our past and childhoods that we were by default given because a lot of us are given our parents' defaults and then they become our defaults. And now as adults, it's our responsibility to go into those defaults and go, okay, is this really mine? Or did this come from somewhere else? Is this somebody else's default? Okay, well, if it's not my actual default, what is my default? And to go in there and to find those things out and go, okay, you know what? I don't need to act like this. I don't need to respond like this. It's programmed deep in there. So yeah, there's going to be work. It's not going to be easy all the time. But if you do that work to figure that out, my life has become so much calmer and so much more easy. Not that any life is easy, but just like the essence of my life is a lot calmer and easier. And I enjoy it a lot more because I've done that work to figure out those things for myself. I used to be very triggered as a child, divorced family. I know Matt, we've talked about this many times, like divorced family, childhood, like it leaves a lot of traumas. And I was left to everybody else's whims which created like a controlling kind of personality and energy in me. And now learning, yeah, now learning that I can't control the outside world. I can have an influence on it. I can hope for the best. I can, you know, certainly hope that things are going to go in a certain direction and, and work for that. But then when something happens, I also need to be, um, malleable enough to go, okay, the universe is pointing me in a different direction. I need to listen you know, can I pivot? Can I go in this other direction? And if you can do that, if you can evolve and get curious about those things, it's a lot easier to go down those paths. But when you get so stuck in yourself and you're like, it has to be this way, that's going to create anger and upset and frustration in you. But you have to acknowledge that that's a choice you're making, whether it's conscious or unconscious, whether it was your default given to you or one that you've developed, that's a choice that you can learn to undo so that you don't have to have that experience. Um, so yeah, I found it really interesting that that's the way you started off the conversation, but it's so relevant in today's conversation. What's, what's your thoughts, Matt? Hmm. Yeah, I think I, I also too want to talk about external validation because I think um, this is the th theme. <laughs> and I think most gay men fall into this trap. And I'll share a little bit about some of my story um, in this in this respect, which I've, I think I've shared little bits and pieces on previous episodes. But um, so growing up, um, like an empath, and always being focused on other people and other people's feelings. I can feel other people's stuff. And I, I, I very quickly learned uh, within my family system to abandon myself and give, make other people the reference point to how I feel. Um, this was the start of my journey of learning how to become reliant on external validation because um, I relied heavily on people like my mom and my dad and, um, and these people in my life to reflect back to me, my okayness. And, um, when I got to a certain age, when my parents stop reflecting that back because they they just think that you're you're matured and you don't really um, need that, and or I I start to pull back from the family system, um, I experienced like a, a a period where when I started getting into dating, where I was doing that exact same thing, where I was giving other people 
the power um, to essentially show me or tell me how I could feel about myself. And the gay community was where I very quickly learned um, that one of the things that we get most validated for is our bodies. And uh, that became a very, very dark rabbit hole that I fell, fell into big time. Um, all the way up until, man, just a few years ago, really. Um, so I lived most of my life being addicted to external validation um, from other gay men and women, for sure, um, on my appearance. And uh, that inhibited me from developing the true intrinsic ability to validate myself, um, for me to connect to my self-worth. I don't think self-worth is something that's developed. I think it's, we connect to it because it's an energy. It's our essence energy. Um, but I was very disconnected from it because I was over-identified with my ego and my mind. Um, and the story of who I was versus the actual energy of who I was. And that was the reflection of other people showing me who I could be. So it was like, it was almost like I, this, this idea of like me bleeding out. I was bleeding out my energy. I was bleeding out my, my, um, my worth onto people. Um, and just in the last few years, I've been reclaiming this and it's been really hard. It's been really deep, deep, heavy work of, of kind of, discontinuing the bleeding first of all which was moving to Asia and completely stopped I, I stopped working out um, I stopped weighing myself every day twice a day I stopped weighing my food and it was like pretty much I would say I had body dysmorphia for sure um, and or probably flavors of like somatic narcissism like just being so concerned about my body and that was my only piece of worth that I could offer people it was that pathological for sure. Um, so man, like my journey has really been about just in the last few years, it's been about kind of like turning off the taps of external validation, which is starving yourself of the things of your egos, um, desire to get those needs met that we need to be meeting for ourselves. So moving to Asia, getting off the dating apps, not posting shirtless pictures, um, like all of it, I starved myself from all of that stuff. And um, it was it was really dark. It was a really dark period for me being in, in Asia because um, I didn't feel worthy and I wasn't doing the things that was giving me false worthiness. And that's where I, that, that was, that space in between, it was so painful, um, but I know that it was very necessary. Like my spirit was leading me on this path because it was like, keep going, keep going, keep going because you're gonna liberate yourself eventually. Um, and then <clears throat> returning back from Asia was this period of, of not being so isolated from people and returning back into, um, whether it be systems or, or like with you guys, like just getting back involved in, in, a, in a social, um, context. And that's really <laughs> when, the work began of, of having to like shift this like inside out concept that we're grappling with because I had to learn how to allow other people to have an impact on me because people do inevitably, but not from this egoic place, right? It was, I don't know, I, there, there's still a lot of confusion in, in this transformation for me because I'm still moving through some of it. Um, but I do know the importance for me um, has been making the journey from my head to my heart and, um, and becoming present because, you know, I say that self-worth is, it really is an inside job. Self-worth isn't something somebody can give you. Self-confidence and self-esteem are like, those are like, you know, you can do things in, and get external validation and they can help increase your um, self-confidence and your self-esteem. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's when there's an imbalance in, in, in external and internal because external validation still feels beautiful. It's, it's amazing. And we're human beings, we're social creatures. I think it's still important, but there was a massive imbalance. And so the embodiment 
of becoming present and connecting to my body is where I connected to my worthiness. And, and that just that little taste of, of having that was like enough to kind of start this, like really this deeper connection to myself, um, where I become less reliant on, on the people around me to show me who I am. And I started to become my own reference point in a way, um, which was, you know, just starting to almost coach myself, starting to talk to myself um, and show up for myself in the ways that I was showing up for others. And I think that's, that's been the, the big journey for me is like, I've been coaching, I've been counseling, I've been an amazing friend to so many people, but I wasn't offering those same gifts to myself. And uh, when I tasted that like little piece of worthiness was when I was like, wow, you know, like, how come you're you're giving away so much of your energy to other people, but yet you're not saving any for yourself? And that's when boundaries started to come in. And that's when, you know, I was almost kind of like leading with a little bit more of like a feistiness, like, no, no, no I got to protect my energy because I didn't learn that as a kid. I, I, I learned codependency as a child very, very uh, quickly um, within my relationship with my mom. So anyway, that's that's where I'm at now. I'm just, I'm, I'm still learning boundaries. I'm still learning how to um, root myself in internal validation. And now I think I'm moving towards allowing myself to have tastes of external validation again, which this haircut was actually very, um, it was very emotional for me because there was a lot of that energy tied up to in me growing my hair. Um, which is I wanted to make myself less attractive. I wanted to kind of put up this wall between me and other people um, so cutting my hair, I definitely got some attention and, and different people are paying attention to me in different ways. And I'm learning how to take that and still appreciate it, but not it become something that I need. It's just the cherry on top of the Sunday that I've already built for myself, which is kind of the work I've done in the last while. So yeah, this topic is heavy for me as well. There's so much there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I think a lot of people would relate to the external validation piece. I know I certainly do. And it's still, it's of course, it's sweet and it's great when it happens. Um, but the way I like to think about it is, is a source of fuel. It's a fuel that comes quick and burns quick mm -hmm. versus when you tap into that worthiness that is always there within you, that is not, doesn't, it's just always there. It's like mm -hmm. a never ending well that you can always draw from. And that's the work. That's the work that I think we need to do. I think that's, that's it's that nurturing. How can I nurture that connection? How can I um, find that within myself? Especially when, and I just did a video about this in our membership, especially when you fuck up, like when you make a mistake, like it can be very hard to, to, to find that worthiness within you when you've not showed up as your best self, when you, you know, when you've fucked something up. So it does take a lot of work and i think you know we're always we're on the journey that's what that's what we're here for i don't think at least for me it's never i've never hit perfection yet but the other thing i wanted to add to that is when i was in a place where i could tap into that self-worth within um i ended up two things happened internally i felt much better about everything that was going on in my life even though nothing in the circumstances of my life changed right and I think that's very interesting that all I had to do is change my mind. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait, you know, this job isn't so bad. These people aren't so bad. Not that I was going to stay there forever, but it was like, I had that strength and confidence in myself to manage those circumstances. And then of course things changed. Circumstances started to change for me as I aligned, as I aligned with them. The second thing that happened is, you know, people in, in that space, I was maybe more of a people pleaser again, because I wanted to, people please my way into getting the validation, right? Like, oh, let me perform for you how you want me to perform so that you can then give me that validation. But as things started to flip and I started to please myself, my, my inner being, um, and I started to align with what I actually wanted and what I really wanted, then, you know, another byproduct was that people would call me selfish. And, you know, that's because when, when you're used to people pleasing and then you stop doing that for them, for the person on the other side of it, they're going to say that as, wait a minute, why are you focusing on you? Why are you setting this boundary you've never had? Why are you doing these things you've never done before? And 
it, it can be very easy, I think, to get thrown off of the path when you're dealt with that or when you're faced with you know, people calling you selfish. But it's very important to know the difference between selfishness and, and boundaries and taking care of, of your inner being and, and who you really are. And that I call it a, that, that connection to, to within uh, that, that never ending well, as I said. So mm. I think that's something that a lot of people can look for. If they're on a path where people are starting to call them selfish and, and you, you want to get very protective about that energy, maintain that. Like let those people call you selfish. They will either they'll get on board or they'll disappear. And here's the best part, new ones will, right? Like other people will show up that that are of the same mindset or that can honor your uh, need to be who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. All the good stuff going on. <laughs> There's two things that you guys said. So Matt talking about the like the Instagrams and the postings and all that. And then the Michael talking about the fucking up tie into kind of one of the same things that I want to talk about is I'm going through kind of like almost an opposite journey of you, Matt, because I did a lot of the posting when I was a flight attendant flying all over the world, going all these destinations. And I was like, look at me, look at me. I'm amazing. So I had similar <laughs> energy. And then I just like, maybe that lasted two years and I was there for five years. And then for the, like, I had nothing posted after that. Cause I was like, I don't care. I don't want to do this. Like, like, oh, I'm so over that energy. And now I'm shifting back into the, like, yes, I kind of want that energy, but I'm approaching it from a different area that I was before now. And, and a lot of it has to do with you guys and, and the groups that we have and, and that we work with now and the work I've done inside. And it goes back to kind of my core people, my core foundations and, and the things that really matter in my life. And so now when I'm posting, I always look at what I'm posting and go, if somebody liked this or somebody didn't like this, would I post it anyways? Am I posting it so people will give me likes or am I posting it because I want to? And so I always want to try and post from a space of like, regardless if this were getting likes or whatever, I'm posting it because it's part of my journey and I want to. And recently it's been like, this is my summer of, you know, fuck it YOLO in regards to like my body and my body image. Cause I grew up overweight and I've always had a bit of a dysmorphic body image of myself. And so I've made it a challenge of mine to post more photos with me shirtless because I don't have any photos of me shirtless. And because I've never felt confident in that because I've never had the six pack. I've never had, you know, built shoulders or nice pecs or anything like that. But that's because I was playing into that idea of like the, what the perfect beauty mindset is. And I'm no longer playing into that mindset. And so now I'm going, no, I'm posting this because like, fuck it. I feel good. I want to post this photo for me. So that looking at, it, I go, yeah, man, I fucking did that for me. I didn't do that for anybody else. I didn't do that for the validation. I posted it because it's making me remember my journey of like, I'm taking steps to love myself more, to love me more. And that goes into, you know, the part of like fucking up with Michael, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're going to fuck up life happens you're a human being and when you fuck up again it comes back to that core group of people who really have earned that space in your life of like guys i fucked up i did this thing and for them to be able to hold you up and go okay you fucked up but we know that that's not who you are on the inside because we've seen who you are on the inside mm -hmm. you know you've let those people really see you so that they can be the reminder and go yeah you had a moment but that's not who you truly are we all have those moments. And the same with the posting, you know, I could get a hundred thousand likes, I could get one like, but it doesn't matter because I'm posting it for me. But what really matters is coming back to the people or coming home to people like you guys who the important work we're doing is the important space that I am. And all this outside stuff, all these likes or follows or whatever is kind of the, the icing on the cake and it's not the core center of the cake. It's just the icing around the outside. The core center is like the fact that when we get messages of people being like, this has completely changed my life. You guys are talking about things that I could never talk about with family or this, that, and the other. Yes, that's outside validation, but it's coming from that genuine space of like, we're doing this because we want to. Like, 
the podcast is now starting to get some pretty good traction and, and people are starting to notice it, but we've been doing this for a year. We started this and it was like, it was nothing going on. <laughs> and we weren't doing it for that outside validation. We were doing it because we knew this information needed to get out there. And we wanted to create that community that we wanted to see, that we wanted to be a part of. And that takes time. Um, but having that core group of people or that, that stable unit has really allowed me to kind of sink into that like deeper knowingness, even more of that self-love because it's a bit of like an external validation kind of a thing, but you guys reflect back to me that like, okay, I'm doing the right thing and you keep me in check when I need to be keep kept in check and you build me up when I need a little bit of love to be built up in moments. And for me, that's been like a huge, huge life-changing thing because I never had that stable unit growing up. I didn't have that stability growing up. I didn't have that support system. And it might've taken me until I was, you know, 34 to find it. But now that we found it, it's really helping me move forward. And, and so all of the things we've been talking about for me personally ties into that community and, you know, like the Cayman's going deeper membership or the, the free community, the GMB, um, that is what's really solidifying and grounding me in this inside out work, because it's just like, cool, all this outside stuff can happen. But this reminds me that I'm doing the work I really want to be doing and I'm having fun and I'm loving it. Mm. I've missed you guys. <laughs> it's been like almost a month since we had done a recording. We, for those of you who don't know, we backlogged because we were all on a little bit of a holiday. So we haven't actually connected in about a month. So it's nice. Yeah, it is. I want to touch on the, um, the Instagram stuff, because I do, I do think that there's a lot of gay men that watch our podcast. And I think some of them are going to be more on the lines of internal validation. Some will be on the lines of probably getting all their validation from external. And um, this is by no means um, a shaming thing. I'm, I, I want to just say that it's because I've been down the path. Um, but it's, it's really important to, like Callan said, understand the intention behind why you're posting. Um, if you're posting because you want little red dots on your phone so you can feel special, it's like these are things we need to analyze because all that does is reinforce our ego and our ego is the thing that keeps us separate from everybody else, right? And we're all about community and communities where we heal. So if your ego is, is too large, you're not gonna be able to properly engage in community where you can have connection and, and healing can take place. Um, and it's, I just think it's so fascinating because this is, this is the life that I live for so long. And I would convince myself that I was posting not for that. I'd be like, Oh, I'm just body positive. I just want to share my body with the world, you know, and, or I use the whole, you know, I'm a fitness instructor, right? So I have to do this in order to get clients and things like that. But really, at the end of the day, I was milking it because I needed it to feel good about myself. And it's just amazing. Like, it's the power of denial is so crazy for human beings. Like we have the ability to be able to lie to ourselves and believe it as human beings. Is that not fucked? <laughs> like, we yeah. can believe our own lies. That's how pathological our minds can become. And, and when our egos are so active, um, in our lives, they wreak havoc in our lives. And denial is one of the biggest ones. And um, it's not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's 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 really important to if you are somebody who falls into this trap to turn off the taps for a bit and and quit posting these sorts of things. And, and or be mindful of why you're doing it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying any, everybody that posts these pictures um, is doing it for, for those reasons. But if you are, get real honest with yourself because you're never going to be able to develop the true worthiness and, and self-love um, if that's your only source of feeling good about yourself. You know, and I think as gay men, it's, it's such an easy trap we fall into um, because it's the thirst trap right? It's, we're all sexual beings. And a lot of us denied our sexual selves for so long that we become extra sexual in certain periods of our lives. Um, 
So we're willing to give the extra like or the thumbs up or the the fire emoji on people's pictures. And we're loading up somebody with like 400 comments on their picture. And are we doing them service to their highest evolution? Or are we reinforcing their ego and strengthening their narcissistic tendencies, right? So this is why in the brotherhood, we have that rule around, we don't want people being validated for the main thing things that people get validated for in our community. And uh, I think it's good. I think it's really good. It's I, I, I see it as a good thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think on that topic, uh, we'd be remiss to not speak about self-awareness because it requires a great deal of self-awareness, you know, to speak to that, you know, like, like Callan had said, why, you know, and, and of course, being honest with the answer there, um, because I think what I noticed with me and I've been, I'm like, you know, Grindr's number one user for 10 years, I'm pretty sure. Um, there was definitely, I can draw a line in the sand from, from before and after, like, and a lot of that was that self um, introspection. Why am I doing this? Is it because I'm bored? Is it because I'm lonely? Why? Or do I, am I just horny and I just want whatever I want, whatever the answer is, right? Like it, it just, just know what the answer is and be okay with your reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other piece of it is kind of checking in what, what I used to do is check in with myself after. So the deed was done. I'd be walking home or he would just, you know, walk out of the apartment and I'd think, okay, am I, am I happy with how that went? Is that, did, did, was my intention? Did it match the result here? And if it does fantastic, but chances are, at least with me, if I was lonely, for example, it was, you know, uh, one particular instance after a breakup, I was very lonely in my life. And I kept trying to fill that void with grinder hookups. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of them, never filled the void. Not in that way anyway. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I have to say it. But, but that, was a, that, was a, that was where I kind of figured it out. I was like, wait a minute, why do I keep doing this? Like, why am I wasting all this time? Why, why do I keep doing this? And that's sort of what led me on the path of, okay, the answer is not there. The answer is not on this app. The answer is not on my phone, even. The answer is within me. And in fact, that's when I started journaling uh, a lot more. I used to journal once in a while, but around that time of my life is when I really started to wanting to figure out what's going on within me. And so um, you guys know that I love to journal. And so I do it every day now, almost every day. And it's such a great way to see what it, what are those beliefs, right? Like you can kind of notice them when they're written down and you can read them back like, oh, where did this belief come from? Just question it. Not, not in a sense of shaming yourself for it, but just questioning it. Do I want to have this belief? Is this a useful belief to have? Or is it one that, you know, Callum was saying at the beginning that I've been kind of just been conditioned to, to accept as me, but it's not actually me. So yeah, all this to say, I think self-awareness is, is a huge tool that uh, we have to develop to do this inner work, to do this inside job. Mm-hmm. And to piggyback off that, that's some of the hardest fucking work to do in the world. And you can see it when, you know, take people coming up in hyper-religious family settings and then one of their, child, one of their children comes out. And all of the, we've all seen it hundreds of thousands of times of how, you know, parents react and how difficult it is. And it's because they've been conditioned to have a belief and then their belief is challenged because they have something else that is so passionate in their life, a love for a child that it's now so strongly challenging that belief that they were raised with. And a lot of the times that's the only reason they start questioning their belief. So many of us just go through life without questioning those beliefs. But if you do the work to get curious about those beliefs and to start doing that deeper work of figuring that stuff out, when you come across those situations, and and I use the extreme because that's one that we're all familiar with, but it doesn't even have to be that extreme. It can be something as simple as, you know, know, a little tiny thing in the house that you're like, oh, I always have to put something in this corner or a mug here. I always have to clean the dishes like this. It's like, why do you have that? Like, OCD tendencies aside and all that jazz, but it's just like, you know, was I raised to believe like, oh, cutlery forks go up in my family. It gets cleaner like that. Or in other people, it's like, oh no, everything goes down. It's like, 
you know, those were beliefs that might have just been conditioned into you. And it's like, okay, well, have you actually looked into it? Have you actually gotten curious about it? Is there a reason why? Or are you just getting in a fight with your partner because it's a choice you've made and you've not actually taken a step back to go, hold on, wait a second. Why do I believe what I believe? What is really there? And for me, that's one of my favorite journeys to go on in my life. That's like a constant journey I continue to go on every single day of my life because I think human beings are so fascinating. I think people are so fascinating and our minds are so fascinating that I'm constantly trying to learn why mine works the way it works. Why is it functioning the way it's functioning? What's happening? And if I'm having a reaction to something that I don't enjoy, why am I having that reaction? And then, okay, well, let's get curious about it. Let's see if I can learn to have a more enjoyable outcome, a more enjoyable reaction to this situation so that if it happens in the future, I don't have to have that same triggering reaction that leaves me feeling like shit. I can have a much more enjoyable reaction and interaction with it so that it's like, cool, yeah, that used to trigger me in the past, but now everything's all good because I did the inner work. But that shit can be so hard. It's like Matt said, we are so good at lying to ourselves. <laughs> like we are so good at it. Mm. And it kind of, I always loop things back to community. You need the people like you guys in your life. You need people in your life who are going to check you. They're good. They need to check you in a loving way. People who are doing it in a loving, compassionate way that it's genuine and it's not shitty behavior or toxic behavior. It's genuinely like, ah, uh, you might want to look here. They're not mm -hmm. shaming you for it. They're not pushing your nose in it. They're just saying, hey, I've noticed this. It could be a thing for you. I don't know. Look into it. And then they leave it in your hands. And then it's your choice to then go, okay, is there truth here? Is there not truth here? Have I done the work? Have I not done the work? And even if you've done the work, maybe do a round two, round three, round four. We're constantly growing, evolving, and, and learning. Um, at least that's my belief. Cause if you stop doing that, like what is life? If you're not learning and growing, you're moving backwards. You're staying stagnant. Things aren't changing and that's no fun. The world's got to change. It's the only thing that's constant in life. Mm. Yeah. I wonder why we get so attached to our beliefs. You know, it's like we learn these beliefs growing up, which I call conditioning or programming, whatever you want to call it. And this is our, this is a set of, of beliefs that we hold. And then everything in our world gets filtered through this, this belief net, you know, and I think it, it's like so much of our identity is tied up in this net. And if we do go on the self development or personal development path, or even spiritual path, these it's inevitable that the that your net changes right and i think and really truly that whole the personal development the spiritual path in my opinion is the the understanding and the dissolution we'll call it or or, or dismantling of your ego structure uh, you less ego means you have more connection to your soul and your heart which is your authentic self and um, I think people are so scared. They're just so scared of letting go of that net of those beliefs that they were taught um, because it's how they relate to themselves. It's how they relate to the world around them. And without that, who are we, right? And this is the journey I've been going through for the last, God, it's been like nine months now and I keep thinking it's going to end, but it's not. <laughs> and, but it's like, it's, it's the dismantling of all of this stuff. And I have these moments where I'm scared shitless and I'm like, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I want to say. I don't know what my beliefs are. What do I stand for? Like all of these are, are major questions I'm grappling with in my life right now because I'm allowing truth to infiltrate me, my truth, whatever that is. It doesn't, it, but I believe it's absolute truth. I believe I'm being downloaded with absolute truth and it's, it's, it's dismantling all the stuff, all the stories, all the things that aren't serving me anymore. Um, and it's scary work. You know what I mean? Um, and I just think that, you know, you look at a lot of these systems in the world and a lot of these systems that are being dismantled right now, or at least attempting to be dismantled. I think there's a lot of work to be done within like the social justice and, and the equality and all these things. But these areas are, that's what we're working with. We're working with people's belief systems that they're so 
that they're gripping on, they're white knuckling onto these beliefs because who am I without these beliefs? Um, do I still have power and authority over myself and others with if I let go of these beliefs? And I think that's the, you know, that's the questions we need to start asking ourselves. And like, I love how both of you guys said, like Michael with journaling and um, Callan just with inner inquiry and just exploring, like, why are these beliefs here? Well, how are they serving me? Where do they come from? And uh, I think that that will help people a lot, just really understanding like why I am the way I am. And um, yeah, yeah, curiosity. I love that because I literally just did a teaching in the membership around this, around dismantling your core identity and who you are. Like if you lost your job, who would you be? If you lose mm. your relationship or you leave that relationship or, you know, if you lose all those things, who are you at the core? And mm. so many people lose that dismantling because they're like, oh, well, I lost my job in this. And we saw a lot of it in the pandemic that I lost my job and who am I without my job? It's like, okay, well, yeah, just do the work to find that out. It's, it's no longer being told who you are. It's that powerful question of who do I want to be? And that mm. scares the shit out of a lot of people. But yeah, I just did a teaching in the Gay Men Going Deeper mm. membership, which by the way, everybody, doors are opening again next mm. month in August. So y'all better get on the wait list. Um, I think it's in the show. Yeah, it should be in the show notes, the wait list. But I'll, yeah, we'll be doing more information about that. But the membership's opening up the doors in August. So keep your eyes open. <laughs> when it comes to the um, everything being taken away from us, I think going back to what I had said at the beginning, you know, I, I remember striving so much for the promotion, the, the relationship, the body, all that stuff, hustling, 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 hustling. And everything can be taken away, right? The job can go, the, the, the partner can go, the money can go, your health could even go, right? We don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, what we're left with is how we will always have our, our freedom to choose how we respond in a situation. Um, again, nurturing your, your mind, you know, whether it's your mind or your heart or, or whatever is within, right? The whole point of this is, is looking within and how you want to respond is always a choice and, and things can be taken away from you at any given moment. Um, and even in troubling situations and challenging situations, when I resist so much of what's, what's happening to me, I try to turn it around and ask myself, okay, what is this showing me within me? And, and maybe there's something in here that needs healing within. And, and lo and behold, every instance, that's, that's always been the case. There's always been more work to do inside, but it prevents itself as an external circumstance in my life. Uh, you know, losing a job, losing a partner, a health issue, or the pandemic, whatever it may be. Uh, there's always the, that power. That's what it is. It's that power is within us to decide how am I going to show up for this? This is a shitty situation. How do I want to show up? Do I want to show up like a victim? Do I want to show up empowered to, to make a decision? Do I want to show up ready to help the situation? Do I, like all, all that is, is, is that inner work within of, you know, Callan, you said it, who do I want to be? instead of who was I kind of conditioned to be. And that's very scary. There's a lot of safety in just knowing our programming, like, okay, this is the program that I've been running. I'm just gonna keep running it. I don't wanna do anything new. Think of people who've been on Windows their whole life and then they go to a Mac. <laughs> They're like, what? I don't I wanna remember do this. that this transition. Is, <laughs> yeah, this is not easy. It's not fun, even though Macs are better. Um, <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of that. Like we'd, we'd rather stay in the comfort of what is known, even if that is conditioning that does not serve us, than be forced to transform, dig deep within. Because when you dig deep within, there's going to be a lot of stuff there that we don't want to see. A lot of stuff in the shadows, a lot of insecurity, anxiety, fear. I'm speaking for myself right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that, that, you know, has to come up, has to come up when you're, when you're doing that work. Mm -hmm. And for anybody listening who thinks that we don't do that work, we are constantly doing that work every day. Like we are walking the walk because we're talking the talk. Like, we're not just sitting here talking bullshit out of our asses. Like I'm on calls with Matt constantly digging through our shit, being like, oh my God, like this come up and crying and going through the emotions. And, mm -hmm. you know, the same with Michael and digging through the things and doing the work because 
we have to be able to do the work and go through it to be able to talk about it. But we've mm -hmm. done a lot of it, which is why we choose to talk about it. Because I think that that's the only way other people are going to learn is if there's the people out front who are brave enough to stand up and say, hey, we're, we're not perfect. We don't know all the answers, but we've been through enough shit that we can help you get from where you are to where we are. And then hopefully you can then turn around and help somebody get from where they are to where you are. It, it's that, you know, crabs in the bucket pulling people out as opposed to being the crabs in the bucket pulling people down situation. Yeah. We're all leading each other. We're all holding hands, leading each other, right? Yeah. And for the people that are in the membership, and, and if you're not in the membership, join us. Because I know for all three of us, we, we talk in depth about our personal experiences in all of our, in all of our videos. We, mm -hmm. we go into why we're making this video, what we've learned, what journey. Like in mine, I'll talk about actual <laughs> issues that are happening in my life today. Like mm -hmm. the reason I made that video, When You Fuck Up, came from a very real experience to me. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, definitely join the membership just to get more tea on what's going on in our lives too. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk a bit about triggers because I think that I always talk about this. It's just so important to know. And I want to tie it into this context for people that maybe don't understand what that is, or they're a new listener. Um, so our triggers are, they kind of hold within them, like the treasures of um, introspection and self-awareness. Um, and we can work backwards uh, in order to understand our shadow self. We can work backwards by, by understanding the trigger, what's, what's triggering us in our external world, bring it inside lead with curiosity and that's going to lead us to a whole bunch of stuff um and you know I, I talk about denial and how it's crazy that we can lie to ourselves and and get away with it essentially and not even be not even bat an eye but um i think our triggers they they we can't we can't deny our triggers because people piss us off and things people do piss us off and uh, whether it's there's an unmet need going on inside of us or someone's acting in a way that we wish we could act it would be jealousy envy whatever whatever's arising it means that there's something that needs to be tended to right because a trigger is an emotional response and when we have an emotional response it means that there's something that's unmet for us right so we're not tending to ourselves or we're putting too much of our focus on others uh, we're relying too much on external validations versus internal and i know for me like the, the the example with the when i stopped seeking the external validation on instagram i remember being so triggered by guys that were still doing it and i was like you know it was completely me projecting onto them my own shame and my own self-hatred and my own disgust for doing this, for playing into this behavior for so long, but I hadn't reconciled it. I had reconciled just enough to realize that I had to stop doing it, but I hadn't actually processed the lack of worthiness and the stuff that was going on underneath uh, that needed to be tended to. And it still comes up for me. I still see it, but for the most part, I would say 90% it's more so rooted in compassion. I see that other people are doing it for the reasons of validation. And I, there's a part of me that just has, I use empathy and like, I want to send them love because I know that that's what their, that's what their soul and even their ego is yearning for. It's just yearning for love and acceptance. Right. And they're, they just haven't learned a way to do it, that they can be authentic to themselves. Um, so yeah, back to the whole trigger thing. I just think it's really, really important for us to, um, well, I think allow, allow people to trigger us and allow people to have an impact on us. And I, that's when a lot of my world started changing. And yes, at first for the worse, it felt horrible having so many mirrors back to me of all my dysfunction, you know, and this, this is with you guys, this is within the brotherhood. This is, you know, all, all sorts of different areas where I allowed myself to be in community. Um, but the end result of it all, um, or the ongoing result, I should say is so much more self-awareness much deeper connections, greater intimacy within my relationships. Um, so it, it is a painful at first, but it's, it's definitely worth it. So if people are triggering you, instead of numbing out from it or avoiding it or, or blaming them for, for how horrible you feel, just start to ask yourself, why? Why am I triggered? What's going on inside me that, um, that needs to be addressed? Or do I need to reach out to this person and have a conversation and let them trigger me even further so it can lead to healing? Um, because there's a lot of value there.
Mm-hmm. Matt, that is such a huge point that that I want to reiterate because I experienced it as well. Where the when I started tending to that uh, relationship with myself, the relationships in my world completely shifted as well because the the relationship with yourself is is a template is a for the ones that you have with others. So if you're not doing that work within, if you're not if you're not understanding of yourself and your own emotions, how can you possibly do that for others? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're really only connecting then at a very surface level, which is fine for some people. But you know, from from what we know, a lot of people want to have more meaningful connections, whether it's romantic or otherwise. But the way to do that is to get to know yourself and and use that skill of self-intimacy, self-advocacy, self-knowledge, self-reflection, self-awareness, because that will develop those bonds with others. And and that is such a huge, huge point that I think is maybe a little paradoxical to to think that, oh, the more I focus on myself, the more my connections with others will improve, but it's very true. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm going to take that even further and say, if there's some, if you're out there listening to this right now and you're like, okay, but I don't even know where to start. Like, how do I even do this? Um, We mentioned that we have uh, our Gay Men Going Deeper membership. And so in the membership, this is literally the things we teach how to do. It's not, we don't go super deep, super fast. It's very slow paced and easy. And we introduce these ideas to you, but we actually teach you how to do this in your everyday life. And we also provide you that safe group to start feeling safe in that private group that it's only the people in the membership and everybody knows they're doing the same work. And so they're holding each other accountable. They're holding each other in sacred space. They're saying, hey, I'm doing this work as well. Let's learn together. And so that you can build those relationships, you can practice with people who are going through it. So then you can take that and you can implement it into your everyday life. Um, so if you don't know how to do it, or you don't have a support system, or you don't have people in your life to do it with, give, give, go to GayMenGoingDeeper.com and check out the membership. It's still waitlist, but we'll be opening things up in August. But that's the perfect place to start just going like really dipping your toe in and start doing the work little by little by little. Um, and in saying that, I think we're wrapping up today's episode because we are almost at time here. So if you love this episode, please give us a thumbs up. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the bell so you can get notified every time we release new episodes on Thursdays. Go give us a follow on Instagram because we also put other content on there that you won't get on YouTube. Um, and then also join the gay, uh, the free Gay Men's Brotherhood. Uh, if the membership's not your jam, totally cool. There's people over in the free Facebook group. I think we got like over 3,300 members now and they're doing similar work, but it's kind of a little bit more at a distance and spaced out, but still a good, great, great group of guys who will be helping you out there. And if you're listening to this on podcasts, please subscribe if you're listening on Spotify or give us a five star on Apple and leave us a review. We're starting to read out reviews, which reminds me, totally forgot to read it out at the beginning of today's episode. So I am going to pick one of our reviews because we are going to be reading reviews at the beginning of every episode now. So I'm going to go with the first one we ever got, which was from Liam. And he says, awesome group very welcoming and a safe environment to have healthy discussions. So thank you very much for that, Liam. We really Mm -hmm. appreciate that. Um, If you want to give us a review and maybe have your review read out on the show, just follow the link that's going to be in the show notes to go do that. And we will catch you guys next time. Have the best day ever, everybody. Peace, love, rainbows. Bye. Bye.